Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide. And if you can hear in the background, we got a little road noise going on. We got a road trip happening with Chris Roberts on the phone. And Chris, like, was texting me this morning. He's like, dude, I got to do a podcast. I got to talk to you right now. What the heck? And I'm like, okay, man, give me a call. And there he did. Chris, what's going on? Man, I'm a little fired up right now, but, you know, doing this whole road warrior thing. I'm my way back from a quick 15-hour drive each way. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> nah, man, I'm coming off of, well, I'm actually in the midst of the sniper match season. And uh, I think that this is a topic that's worth discussing. I, I just and saw is, um, one of my students, uh, Red Guy, there we call him Red, he was at a match, and I said, dude, where are you at? It looks a little cool, but it was put together. And he said you guys were at the Sniper match. Yeah, so so Sniper's Unknown happened last weekend in Clinton House, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris Rance, the other half of CR2, uh, volunteered to be the match director this time. So oh. the Sniper's Unknown LLC guys, you know, uh, technically own that match, you know, so that's their match. But... They have, over the years, brought in guest match match directors uh, to help them out run that. And uh, so far, it's all it's been all you know sniper guys, you could say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because even like the sniper match, every time we go down to uh, Mellon Creek, there they're having Nick is having his sniper match there right after we yeah. come too. You know. Yeah. Every time you think I plan it that way, but I absolutely don't. <laughs> right. Right. No, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that match just happened. It was a pretty good match. You know, as with every match, there's little hiccups. There's things you can learn from things you can adjust and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, that will, that will, will happen. But I think overall it was a pretty good match. Um, but you know, since I had all this time driving and I just spent the last four days in the woods staring at, uh, trees and, and grass fields because there was no animals around. Um, you know, I, I was doing some thinking and uh, then talking to another buddy this morning, he, he brought up the upcoming international sniper competition that uh, Fort Benning guys are going to put on from the schoolhouse there. And I was like, you know, we have a serious disconnect when we talk about sniper matches. Okay. And so kind of my premise on it was that sniper matches aren't. No, I would agree so, with that. They, they really aren't a sniper match. I mean, over the years, people have tried to right. replicate elements, but none of them have been a true sniper match. I even did a 44-hour yeah, one and, and so where, I guess where they chased me with dogs and paintball. <laughs> that sounds super rad. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly yeah, land. I mean, it, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it because I fit. Go ahead. Mostly land nav. Yeah, it was mostly land nav. Well, I was, just, I was just saying I wanted to talk with you about it because I mean, if anybody's been around kind of for how this has developed over the years, you know, who else would it be that could you know literally say, okay, hey, you know, I was around when they're running the first of these, you know, and and seeing where it's turned into today. So, um, I, you know, and I don't, I don't know what was, what, what was really kind of the first of the big sniper matches. Uh, yeah, I can go back in time. Like I said, the Badlands had the 44 hour sniper challenge 
where you basically did like little camps. You would get a mission and a land nav point and you had to go out and stealthily kind of make your way from A to B. And then they gave you a scenario with shots. I think I took a total of 11 shots in that match. As well, Jacob at the time, I showed up at Rifles Only. He did a the match in Finland, the true sniper matches in Finland, which were the same way, where you land nav, you do like one shot, then you land nav some more and, and go through your points, and then you do a shot or a stalk. So that's kind of how they were, where in a three-day weekend, you walked a lot and you shot a little. And then the idea was to kind of stay hidden. That was a lot of the sniper matches right. that back then. And then they started morphing into, like, Badlands used to have, a, like, a PRS-type match with a four-hour stalk in the middle. And that was tricky, okay. and I always did well with those, but those were tricky to score and to do, and they weren't very fair. But they worked in a way. Uh, they would score Kim games. Before you went up to a stage, you would do a Kim game, and then when you came off the stage, you had to yeah. do that. Um, so, like, I mean, how I would uh, uh, describe sniper matches in the past were... You know, stage that did a skill, stage that shot a target, stage that did a skill, and then sort of like two, two to four hour FTX stages where you were basically yeah. in the field wandering around to get from A to B to do something. That was how sniper matches went in the past. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not, I don't speak for any sniper match. I even don't speak for snipers unknown in any kind of way. Um, I thought that there's some really good stuff there. And I also saw some stuff that, you know, made me think that, you know, I've done everything from, you know, help to be, to run the international sniper competition that the Fort Benning Sniper School puts on. I've gone and competed over in Israel at the Israeli sniper competition that they now hold annually. I've, I've done Mammoth twice now, uh, once successfully completing, one time not successfully completing. Snipers Unknown multiple times. Uh, I haven't done the real world yet, and I haven't done um, the Sniper Adventure Challenge. Uh, and I also have done the Bushnell and helped out with the running of the Bushnell. And one thing that just continues to come up is that people want to do sniper matches. And, you know, I, I almost like think of it from the standpoint of they want to play sniper, but they don't want to be sniper. And not to take anything away from, you know, civilians and, and, and I mean, I was a civilian now too, but, you know, people wanting to do those matches because I think that's really cool. But it seems like a large part of the people who want to do those things don't actually want to do what snipers do. And that's, I guess, really where my hang-up is. Because we, you know, we saw that with this match, we've seen this with other matches, that essentially they become a tactical PRS match. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. tactical decathlon. Yes, I was just going to say that. That was my thing yeah. where the PRS style of shooting, and, and especially where you are, 
and where a lot of these matches are in the southeast. The southeast is the problem. And the the thing is, it's gotten so contrived, but you're so thick with the military. You guys come out of the military and see a PRS event and go, oh, neat. It's none of the bullshit we deal with in the military side. And you don't do comps enough there to be exposed to a comp type of thing. You do, you know, walking through the woods, butter, 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 chink. You know, I'm, I'm playing the, the walkthroughs that we do, which are really, you know, the, the dry runs are boring. Right. So we do a dry run, we do a dry run, we do right. a dry run, and then we do one live. You know what I mean? That kind of thing, which is kind of what a match is supposed to be. The live dry run, you know, but the it's gotten so contrived where you guys in the military in the southeast have now looked at PRS and go, oh, neat. It's fast and dynamic because you see somebody come up and 90 seconds later, it's done. And right. the stages are actually really shitty today. And yeah. but right. that's all you have as a model. So now your military right. guys who are doing yeah. these sniper matches, their model are shitty PRS stages that haven't changed in Absolutely. six right. Absolutely. And that's why you're saying it's a tactical PRS match where you're you're putting on your kit and then you're running a PRS stage. And you're not Exactly. And that's the thing that I notice is that we we're not getting after specific skill sets and um you know really the way we make them sniper quote unquote is we either add a physical event or we make it super confusing like make it a really long stage give a ton of directions attention to detail has to be through the roof you have to remember a chapter out of a book essentially and then go shoot a stage and and, and it's like well, how does that how does that emulate sniper in any way? Right. You know, it, like it's it's lost on me because having come from that community and then now being into the civilian shooting competition world and shooting training world, I just don't see the correlation there. Right. And and you know, a PRS stage for Someone, sni- for a sniper a PRS stage in my mind, if I was going to design and just off the top of my head like 2 seconds listening to you if I was going to design a PRS stage for a snipers, it would be lay in your rack, put your gear over there. Oh, we got machine gun fire come in. Get out of your rack, pick up your shit, run to the fence line or your hide position that you use and take out my machine gunner. And that would be your movement. And that's your 90 second stage because you're laying in your rack and somebody now just started shooting at your fob. Right. You know what I right. mean? To me, that's the dynamic yeah, I think it, type. I think it's right. It's not shoot a barricade. Go ahead, go ahead. Right. And that's the part is I think we've glamorized this, you know, because we see movies and we try to relate that into realism. And what it ends up being is like what we've been describing. So, you know, some of the things that we try to get after with Snipers Unknown successfully or unsuccessfully, I'm not trying to argue that point was actually to highlight skill sets. So radio communications, medical, uh, you know, battlefield uh, information collection, PID, 
lethality. So a hit's not a hit. A hit's only a hit if it actually neutralizes the target. Brought in the marathon targets uh, to, to add some super high realism with with actual moving target uh, type. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of people, there's a lot of great, really good response from that. Um, well, and both in civilian shooters and military guys. But there was a lot of people who just they didn't understand what they were there to do. And their mindset is, well, this is a civilian match, so you need to cater to your civilian shooters. And so, you know, I, like I understand that. I understand it's a civilian match. I understand that 50% of the people who are there or more have never been in the military and have never been law enforcement. But it just, I don't understand where the disconnect is that you say you want to do a sniper match, and then when you're asked to do sniper things, you don't like it. Right, right. And I'll give you a good example of that. Like, again, like, boom, real quick thinking about that and you talk about your mover because you had the robot mover correct he's the four yeah, you yeah, had the guy yeah, the four right he's a robot he's a mover i've used that before we had it at rifles only here's the difference between civilian comp and a uh sniper match with a mover in that robot if you had it so if i'm doing a civilian match i want as big a space for that mover as i can get and I want that guy to get multiple hits on a pass. So that mover's going to go, you know, 80, 100 yards across or feet, whatever. And I'm going to get five hits on him. Five hits per pass. That's what I want. And I, I'd actually want five hits a pass and do a magazine change as he resets and then do five more hits. That would be a civilian mover stage for me. Five hits, mag change, five right. on the way back. Now, your sniper unknown, and you have that robot, I want a four mil window. See what I'm saying? I want a four mil window, and you hit the mover. He's going to go across in a four mil window. And because, like, to me, one of the biggest things we used that robot for was the Rangers. Rangers come to rifles only, and they say, we got a problem. What's your problem, dude? We'll solve it. They said people run across alleys really fast from one door to another. We built an alley yes. and put the robot between them. That's the difference right. between... Yeah, I, ex- I experienced that in Israel. Is They put us... You know, we had to climb up into a building and we had to shoot across an alley into another building on a moving target that was passing by windows. Right. And then on top of it, to add another layer of spice... They said, hey, um, you have to do a simultaneous shot. And they used a shot timer. So if the shots were more than a certain distance apart, you were immediately de- you know, de- yeah, yeah. off that stage. Right, right. No, or no the hit. stage ended or whatever it was. Right. You know, it didn't matter if you hit or not, you're done because you didn't take simultaneous shots. And so and what it was is there was multiple movers. There was actually two movers. And the shooter and the spotter had to both engage that target or their targets respectively and do it simultaneously. And that was like, man, that's super realistic because we might have multiple targets. And if one guy gets off a shot, the other guy has a and does and the other guy doesn't, then essentially that, that second enemy fighter has the ability to to respond. Right. And that's right. what we're trying to avoid by, you know, being snipers, shooting simultaneous. And things of that nature and so like that is super great realism and it allows these guys to still engage targets but 
you know, I, you know, I think we might have had to engage it five times each or something of that nature. Uh, it was back in 2018 now, so I can't remember exactly. But it's like that's a sniper skill set. Yes. You know, and, and we brought it in the marathon, and, and 99% of the people love the marathons, even though the marathons were set to lethality shots. So if you winged it, it didn't go down. It kept going. Um, they were, And then you had some at different speeds. So not all your movers on one stage might have been the same speed. So, like, guys really, really like that. But I know that, like, there were certain stages where, you know, there was radio communications involved. And the spotter had to describe across the radio what the next target was to the shooter. Well, I mean, the guys who won the matches, they, they did great on every stage. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. But then the, there was, like, this middle-of-the-pack kind of whine because, uh, well, you know, I was the spotter and I didn't get to shoot. So I didn't get my fair share. And, and and it was like, well, you know, first of all, there was 150 shots per shooter that was able to be taken uh, during the match. If you didn't shoot, that's on you. But, like, that's a sniper skill set, like using radio communications, collecting battlefield information, and then exchanging that is a sniper skill set. So you want to play sniper, but when asked to do sniper things, you don't like it. Yeah. And, and I think that that has that has caused our sniper competitions as a whole to to morph. And that's why we're seeing the things we are now. And, and, and truthfully, if you look across all the sniper matches, there's no uniformity whatsoever. Right, right. You know, a PRS matches, a PRS matches, a PRS match. An NRL Hunter match, you know, I could go to any place in the world or in the country and it's going to be an NRL Hunter match. It's going to look virtually the same, but just it's going to be different targets and in a different environment. But the conduct of the match is the same. And it's like with the cypher matches, everybody's put in their piece. And I got to be honest, for the most part, most of the match directors aren't snipers and never have been. So that's kind of confusing to me. But then on the other side, we're tailoring them to what the civilian shooter wants, or well, I shouldn't say that we're tailoring them to what the mass populace wants and what the mass populace wants isn't what a sniper does. Yeah. Or yeah. it's only focusing well, on one of the skill sets. I saw it in Alaska for Arctic guardian, which is an LE match and it had PRSE. It was what you said. It was handgun, carbine, long gun. And it was supposed to be, and what I noticed, what they did stage-wise. They had a blind stage. They built a tent. And when you got in it, it was a room. And you had to basically build a platform to shoot off of. And they kind of do that where what I would have said is, listen, you got a room. You built a room. You threw a bunch of fucking furniture and stuff in the room. There's a window. I would have said you can't be... Make a box around the window. You can't cross into this box. And you have to shoot these targets. Right. Well, I have a fucking really right stuff tripod. Guess what? I couldn't use it. And it was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. So now what they do is they cater to the weaker teams. So we've seen LE groups and people in the classes. You see it. I see it. And they come in, and their equipment and their stuff is shit. They consider themselves the tip of the spear for whatever city they're working, whatever state they're working. And they're using 1996 fucking shit. 
Well, then they turn around and they go, well, yeah. we, we got to have a tripod. Well, now they're using 2008 tripods. So I have to now, right, right. Their, their, their tripod is a Manfrotto from 28, you know, 2008. It's an, it's a 055 or 190, you know, the camera one that can hold 25 pounds. We saw it with Eli. Eli shot the fucking one MOA group and the, the Ranger shot right. the, the, the eight MOA group. And it wasn't his fault. It was his equipment's fault. Put him on real equipment. His, right. his MOA. Lawyer, lawyer trigger. Yeah. You put him on real yeah. equipment and his shit shrinks down. But what they're doing then is they're now coddling the shitty team to make me step down to his level to do a stage. Because I yeah. can't use my yeah. gear. Hey, man, what is your loadout gear? What am I carrying? I'm carrying this every day. I'm working. This is my job. I'm carrying this. I've built my kid up to this point. Well, if I walk in the door and then I set up my really right stuff tripod and I knock out fucking eight out of ten hits, cool on me. Good job. Well, then if fucking, you know, state trooper from Idaho comes in and he's got shitty equipment and he gets three out of ten... Well, that should be a clue to him. And he should be coming to me and saying, what are you doing? What is your investment? What's going on? Because that's what the competitions are there to do, to identify a problem that training doesn't because you're using another person's rules. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Right. And so now you're supposed to go, here's where I fell down. Here's where they didn't. Where do I, how do I get to them? And that should be a clue, but instead we're coddling feelings. We don't hurt no feelings. Make that guy feel good. Oh, we got to do a a TYL, not a KYL, because you can't take a point. All these little things erode the product and make it so it's contrived. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm on my right. soapbox now, and dude. You and, put and me and on I a love, box. And, and, I, and, I, and I love. That's <laughs> why so I said we got to do this podcast, even if it hurts a lot of feelings. Look, I believe in I believe in progress. I absolutely love progress. I'm going to do a post about it because I think there's a lot of people trying to stop progress because they don't want to pro- you know, progress. Well, and spend but the money. It, it, when, right? But when it erodes from. I think to, to prove who the best sniper is, then, then, then am I lose me? Yeah, I got it. You're back. You're back. Okay. So if we're if we're here to to prove who the best sniper is, then we need to be looking at well, what is a sniper skill set? If the sniper skill set is radio communications, medical, uh, battlefield information collection, um, you know, calling in artillery strikes. Um, you know, T-box shots, you know, to, to try to get at military or law enforcement or, you know, whatever the intent of it is, then that's what all of our stages should be structured around. And if if that's not what you want to do, well, then be honest with yourself. Right, right. You don't want to shoot a sniper match. 
and it's, and I'm, I'm a big believer, and you know this. We've had these conversations before. I believe words matter, and so when we uh, when we label something something that it's not, it, it erodes the understanding of what that is. And it's not just snipers. It's not just snipers. Well, it's everything it's, we do in the world it, right it, now. They, yeah. They evolve, they, or that, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have freedom of speech, but we, but we can't actually say what we want. You know, like, there, you have freedom of speech, but yet we're banning a president off of a social media platform. Like, you know, the freedom of speech. And let's just say that and so that way we can either adapt to it or fix it you know right if you want to shoot a sniper match well then great let's 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 put together a sniper match i think the real world one does a pretty good job of it from what i hear i haven't shot it i think a sniper's adventure challenge sounds amazing uh i haven't shot that one yet either but like i what from my understanding of those events and some of the other ones i've done is they actually get after sniper skill sets like i had a competitor um at one of the Mammoths or Bushnells or something on those lines. And the guy's a great, I'm not going to name his name. He's a phenomenal shooter. He's a phenomenal competitor. When he goes out and shoot matches, he always does really well. But after finishing one of those civilian type sniper matches, he came up to me because I was ROing. I was helping run the match. And he said, hey, I just did really well in this or on it or whatever it was. Can me and my partner come shoot the ISC, the International Sniper Competition on Fort Bay? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And he was like, well, why not? I don't understand that. I was like, well, for a couple of reasons, uh, you know, speed shooters coming to shoot on a military installation. That's always a problem. That's not my, that's not a me problem. That's a, that's a department of the army problem, but um, you're not a sniper and you wouldn't be able to perform the task asked of you. And he, he was like, well, I just won this match. And it was like, well, that has nothing to do I know it says sniper in the name, but it has nothing to do with what a sniper does other than shoot bullets. And and it's it just goes to show that like there's a breakdown in, in, in people's understanding of what that is. And don't get me wrong, I I, I love civilian matches. I, I have no problem with the NRLs, the PRSs, the the this, the competition dynamics, everything else. But I understand them for what they are. Right. And well, people don't. I mean, what you're, the, that's what, where I think the problem is. What you're talking about is what put, like, the head guy who's teaching the Army now, he was a civilian who, in his original resume, said he won an international sniper match. He won a TAC Pro match because okay. Bill is a fucking Brit. But in his resume, to get him okay. into, the, into the military pipeline... He said he won an international sniper match. Okay. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Yeah, I like, aware of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's in his resume. I won a military... I, I won the international sniper comp. What was What was that? It was a TAC pro match. I mean, that's the creative writing right. and where words matter and things like that. But what, like, we never... I never did Sniper's Hide Cup as a sniper match. Now, what I would do is we would hear about shots. We would hear about things like even in the in the uh, one match here in Colorado, I set up the Robinson stage. So I went to the Scout Sniper Association. They had a sniper who was killed. He did some things in his award. It said he went from A to B to C to D.
I killed the record a second. He went from A I'm to B. Yeah, you know, I killed, I hit a button, I hit the table, and all of a sudden I hit the, I hit a pause. Anyway, he, he hit from <laughs> you A. You know, fired up, swinging your arms around? Yes, I did. He went from A to B to C, and he did this. We created that because he went from, like, big wall to small wall to rock pile. So we were able to make big wall, small wall, rock pile, and you had to do what he did. Well, same thing at Rifles Only. We did an 11-foot shot because there was an 11-foot sniper shot in a trailer from a Texas SWAT team. So we would always find these scenarios, and I would do one or two of those scenarios inside the match. So you had, yeah. a, you had a reason why we were doing this. Right, right. Yeah, and I've seen that in a couple of occasions. I know uh, Bushnell, uh, well, I think it's, uh, it's maybe it's Vortex now, but the, the, the sniper challenge that Joe Burdick runs, he, he, I remember when he reached out to me years ago and asked, you know, hey, you know, I'm trying to put a scenario into each one of these stages. So, you know, we can emulate, you know, actual experiences that have happened, you know, things of that nature. I know the, the National Guard Sniper Association just ran their their match a couple months ago, and that's what they did. At every stage they read, you know, hey, here was a, here was a mission that happened. All right, now your stage is based off of that. And I think it's great. I mean, even though, you know, maybe it, you have to play some of the range games, you know, like there's an intent behind it. There's a reason why you're doing it. Well, and I think that, you know, those are kind of the exceptions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even as much as I don't like Badlands and Bobby over there, when he did that 44-hour one, I had the first Horus stuff through Jacob, the Palm Pilot Horuses, you know? So... I'm down at Rifles yep. Only. I'm working that stuff. I'm going to do the 44-hour match, and I got the Horus equipment with the Palm Pilot. Well, as soon as I stepped up, Bobby knows this. Bobby don't like me. Bobby's going to cut me out of that. And it was kind of put together to, sh to prove whether I was a sniper or not. There was a little bit of drama behind it, of course. It was me. Um, well, as soon as we showed up on the range, he read a warning order that said North Korea did an EMP over Oklahoma, you can't use your electronics. So that that yeah. removed my Horus and the Palm Pilot from my equation. You know, it was a shit move, but right. he did it right by saying, an EMP blast went over this area, you can't use your electronics. Okay, cool. You scenarioed it, sure. you cut me out, you got me, I got nothing to say. Right, right. Right. And you, and yeah, you can do that stuff. I mean, I guess I guess my, my, my biggest thing, like, you know, having done a lot of these matches or been involved in them, I watch time and time again, the intent is there, and then it gets neutered for some reason. I mean, I, I literally had a, I literally had somebody reach out to me and say, you know, I hear you're involved with this match. And I was like, yep, absolutely am. What about this? I heard about the match, you know, and it was it was something about a night stage. And I said, yeah, what about it? You know, it's a it's a night stage. I mean, that's, who doesn't like shooting night stages? Right. Well, you know, I guess the way that he felt was that a actual sniper would have an advantage in this in this stage. And I, I just I couldn't believe it because I was like, well, you know, 
you are the very first person I've ever heard that something's unfair because an actual sniper would have an advantage. Do you realize that, like, there's been so many comments made, there's been so many posts. That, I mean, I remember when um, when, when uh, Phil was on one of the podcasts, he was talking about going to going to his first couple matches and showing up with essentially, you know, his his duty rifle and getting his getting his clock cleaned. And, you know, it was like, well, you know, yeah, you, you know, you might be good in your world as an actual sniper. But then when you show up to the civilian match and you're going against that plumber with great equipment and he shoot. Yep. Yep. Snipers shoot a whole ton. Um, you know, you got your butt kicked and it's a person who's never told me how unfair it is because a sniper has the advantage. Well, in the opposite, um, the opposite. I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, the opposite of that is when I was down talking to Tom Spooner and those guys, he was like, dude, what I do here is like a mile deep, but I'm an inch wide with some of these things, whereas you as a civilian, you know, you're a mile wide, but maybe an inch deep, you know, And, and, and the thing is, is we can play with this stuff. I mean, just like me talking about tuning the Valkyrie, you know, in the army, you get what you get. It is what it is. You know, whether that gun right. you pulled out of the armory is good, bad, or indifferent, it is, you know, that box of ammo is your box of ammo. Here, I can tune my gun perfect, and everything's going to be how sure. I want it, and the, and the military guy doesn't have that. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, so eventually what we lost was we lost stocks, we lost night stages, we lost... You know, like we lost all kinds of things out of these matches and and it's like, well, I mean, at what point in time can we just stop calling this the sniper challenge? Can we stop calling this, you know, sniper match? Can we, you know, can we just take that word out of it? Yeah, it should just be like tactical gun games, you know, tactical gun games. Yeah. Because right. that, that's really right. all it is. You're, I mean, you're, let's not, I'm not saying they'll shoot the match. Let's let's shoot the match, but let's call it what it is. Yeah, they're they're monkey drills. You know what I mean? Like drilling the drill field is one thing, and you're learning discipline. You're learning that instant, uh, you know, uh, to what is it? The instant uh, something to commands. I'm missing the word. Uh, but anyway, you know what I mean. You're learning something drill wise when you go through boot camp. Well, then once you're kind of finishing up and you're getting yeah. done and you've been drilling every fucking day. Well, then they start doing monkey drills. And the monkey drills are just there to have fun, you know? But it, that's kind of what we're doing right. now is we had a purpose, but now we're just doing monkey drills, you know? Because everybody's sick of d- drilling every day, even though it taught you something, you learned something. Now it's just a bunch of monkey drills. And there's certain people that understand the process can know how to do and train and go there and do really really well and will chase a monkey drill from place to place to place there's other people that go they do the monkey drill they get it out of their system right there and then they're good for a year because it's that's the problem is it doesn't do anything it's not um it's there and gone now a match today doesn't have an element to take away unless you plan on being that match guy. You know, if you come into this and say, hey man, my goal is to beat 
a guy like a Morgan King or whoever the top guy is right now. I think he is. Um, you know, going into finale. One of them at least. Yeah, one of them. Anyway, it, like if your goal is to beat that guy, well, then you're going to go and you're going to practice, 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 practice. But if your goal is to go take a look at it, you want to do competitions, you're not really sure, you're, you're, you're dipping your toe. There's nothing other than the, the after hour part that's going to keep you attached. You know what I mean? It's, it's where right. you fall. If you fall into a group of people, if you fall into a click at a match, that's fun. You're good. If you don't fall into a click right. and you go to the match and you kind of go do it, you don't fall in with anybody, you go home, you're going to go, ah, and then you're not going to go back. Or you're going to go back very infrequently. You have to have a goal or you have to entertain the people. And you have to figure out who are the people right. with a goal and who are the people that need to be entertained. And how do you play both sides of that field down the middle? Because that's where the stages come into play in stage design. And honestly, I bitch about it a lot. I really, really think the art of stage design is dead with this current crowd. There's no stage that's come across sure. where I've gone, wow, that's a cool stage. Yeah. Well, and, and you look at, you know, you've been around longer than I have, but like even even within the PRS, even within some of the other match series, you know, like it's just been neutered over time. We lost the KYL. Yep. We lost the pistols. We lost the, you know, the the whatever. Movement. You, know, the you lost movement. Range and engage. Dude, you lost we movement. Lost, we lost movement. Yeah, we lost. We lost having to having to you know unknown distance and having to determine your own range, you know. Whether it be by means of laser range finder or 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 milling a target, and I know some series still have that, but you know for for the large, right, you right, know, for the large shooting community as a whole, we've neutered out all the things that challenged us. It's really what it comes down to. They made us feel uncomfortable. We found out that we weren't good at something, and so we bitched until we lost it. Yeah, and then yeah. we focused on the next thing. And until until an entire match, the only match that'll make us happy is the match that we're good at. Dude, we chase venues now, and, and, we, and we chase we chase venues just for the view, and then we chase the after sure. hour. Where are we going? Where the after hour is the most fun? And if you think about right. that, you're chasing everything that really has nothing to do with the shooting. Sure. You know, hey, oh, man, I heard he's going. I want to go and see them and do that. Or I heard he's going. I don't want to be there because he's going to beat me. So it, it works either way where they're cherry picking and finding the meatball. I mean, we do it now. Like, in a weird way, I do the Guardians because the yeah. Guardians are the most inviting. And I know right. it's the least amount of stress. It's a lot of fun. I can go there and enjoy myself. I could still see what some of the better shooters are doing and still experiment with some things and and dip a toe back into it without the hassle of a PRS event where everybody's, you know, right. hungry. Well, you want to go to a place where people are happy to be there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Not where it's a job. 
I don't want to go where people are going to a job. I want to go where people are going for entertainment because when we did the rifles only stuff, it it was a destination. You weren't going there to work. You were going there for the destination because you knew from eight in the morning when I came out of the trailer till fucking 10, 11 at night when I went back, we were having fun. I mean, it might be stories on the drinks. Right. It might be running around and me fucking sucking helium down and doing a stage, our own, a stage on helium. We were having fun. And <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And, and, right. and that was kind of the things that were happening that, you know, you knew you were going to jump in a helicopter. You were going to go and you were going to do a five-minute stage. That's the part of the problem, too, is the times. I was going to say this. The stage times. A sniper match needs a minimum of a three-minute stage to a five-minute stage. So now you have to adjust the stage times because you're, you're, you're technically should be doing more in a slightly more methodical way. For lack of a better description. Absolutely. And yeah, and people, and and we saw that too, where people, you know, because ultimately, what does that mean? It means you have a longer day. You you either have to be there for more days or your days just got longer if you're going to try to accomplish the same amount of stuff but have longer stages. Less shooting. People don't want that either. Right. Less shooting. They want to show up, bam, bam, thank you, bam, and go home. They want, right. They want 150 rounds and not 50. Right. And we even thought about, okay, well, you know, we're going to shoot multiple night stages. And then people were like, well, what, you know, we're not going to get enough sleep if we do that. Yes. Dude, we always <laughs> did night stages. And I, I like, love the night even make shit. It up. I love the night. You know, and, you know, we we're talking about, we got time here. It's early. We we're talking about sniper matches, and I'd down, be down at rifles only. We do six days classes. Our PR one and two combo class was six days. You're there with a lot of people, and and I would sometimes do stalks with people at rifles only where I would go out into the impact area, I would go on a berm, I would let them start behind the bunkhouse and move their way through. They get a certain, almost the whole field as long as they could see it, pull their bolt out, your bolt is out. Okay, you do this, you do this, can I see you, can I see you? No. Then I come in, and we would go down and I would give you your bolt back and now you got to hit the target from your spot. You know, so you couldn't do the hide the muzzle, do this, do that. The only thing we weren't doing is having you shoot at me because we yanked the bolts and it was just yeah. movement at that part. But then you get people go, I want to do a sniper class. I want to do the sniper. I want to do sniper. It's like, okay, dude, come out here in the, sh- in the south pasture. Come out here by the pond where all the bugs are, where it's kind of wet and bad and boggy and not great. So you're going to lay right here. See that target down there? It's about, you know, 630 yards. The one over there. Yep, I got him. Watch that target. I'll be back. And then I go to my trailer and go watch fucking ghost hunters. And then I'm going to come back and go, gun. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you're going to lay there for four hours or two hours. You're going to watch that shit. Maybe I'm going to call you on a radio and do a radio check. You know, every hour, radio check. What do you, time, what do you, what do you got? No movement. Okay, continue watching on target. You know, okay, we got, all right, negotiations have stopped. Get ready. You know, countdown. Five, four, three, two. You know, in a T and two, he's got to shoot. That kind of shit. But it's like, lay there. 
I'm going to watch TV when fucking, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League is over four hours later. I'll come and we'll start because you're just going to lay there the whole time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm not going to want to do that either. No, those, day, no. those days are behind me. But but I mean, we can we can. The thing about it is, is like we can think we have brains. Let's let's use a little creativity. Right. You know, you want to make a sniper match. OK, great. Then then find out what a sniper does. It's not just shoot and it's not just ruck. Find out what a sniper does. Make that shit interesting. Why? I mean, why? Why can't you do that? Hey, this is a skill set a sniper has. Okay, build that into a stage. Yeah, we're going to shoot because I mean, truthfully, if we don't shoot, people aren't going to come to the matches. You know, yeah, we're going to throw some physical stuff in there because you know we got to thin the herd and you know the shaft and the wheat and, and find the people that are you know can't handle it. Well, okay, great, but that's not the point. The those are just kind of the 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 you know the side effects of why we're there. The, 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 the point we're there is to say, okay, this is a sniper match. We're going to do what a sniper does. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know I'm not going to get guys to lay there for three hours staring at a target, but you know, why can't PID, you know, positively identifying a target? Why can't that be part of a match or a stage? You know, why can't a, a, a lethal zone hit is the only style of hit that actually counts. You know, why, why can't, you know, in some stages, Hey, this guy might not shoot, you know, but he's going to accomplish these things while the other guy shoots. And and if he doesn't accomplish his goal, it, it affects the other guy's goal. And 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 you know, kind of kind of work at, you know, really kind of getting back to what the intent was to begin with. You want to frustrate, and it happened to us years ago. You want to like you're talking the the kill zone hit. It's super easy to do. You get the ipsix with the center cutouts, the floppers. And you tell them only the flopper yeah. hit counts. And they'll hit the Oh, fuck we had one of those, remember, uh, in Colorado, didn't we? Uh, probably. I yeah, think it was we... the duck stage. Oh, the, yes. The, the third, it was the duck stage. The third target, we had to put it through a hole and hit the target behind it. Yes, yes. So stuff like that is really, you know, doable yeah. to say. And they do sell a fucking ton of those targets that have box floppers and different things like that but i mean yeah you can if you don't want to like you just said if you don't want to um necessarily have to reset a flopper all the time or work a flopper that way you could put a target take the flopper off have the hole put a target behind it and you got to shoot the one through the hole there's your lethal hit you know right but yeah there's definitely ways of doing this right. Part of it is lazy. People are lazy, and like you said, the, 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 I honestly do believe the PRS has created scars, um, you know, through the competition. And, and, and so if you get out of that mindset and go back into – instead of 12 stages a day or eight stages a day, do six. Just make them longer and, and make movement and have them have to carry their gear and go through and – Maybe it is crawl through a tube before you get to the spot and, you know, and, and you put them through some uncomfortabilities there that, that do it. But it's doable because we used to do it. We just know it needs a lot of space. It's time consuming and it requires thought. Well, yeah, and I think that that's kind of the bane of this of the shooting community, you know, from listening, you know, talking to a lot of guys from all different sides of it is, 
we want to dumb things down to what makes us comfortable and really it's hurting us in the long run. And it's not just sniper matches. It's, you know, it's, it's everything. It's take out all the things that are uncomfortable or all the things that we don't like, and let's just focus on what we do. And in the end, you know, the, the community as a whole is hurt. I mean, from the equipment we use because, well, we don't want recoil. Right. Well, okay, great. I understand why, you know, maybe advancing in that way is, 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 is great and, and why you'd want to do that. But does that take away from where you're where you're trying to be? If it's not, I mean, great. Uh, uh, you know, they should have uh, revamped like said, it during things. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, they sh- you finish yours, and then I'll give you my spot where I'm at. That words me thinks. I like 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 PR, like like PRS. I don't I don't have a problem with PRS. I don't even really shoot PRS. I don't. I'm not in a position to have a problem with PRS. But like I understand what PRS is and what their focus is. So if I know I want to do and I want to have that focus, I'm gonna go do that. Well, their their only focus now is to make money. Their only focus now is to make money. They don't have any other focus. I got no comment on that. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Because here's the thing. (laughs) We reached a point, okay, it served its purpose to kind of settle through the guns. We know what the gun needs to do. We've got our gun. Our gun's improved. Our rifle setups have improved. Yes. They've gotten better. We've now, just like I said, we've now filtered through the equipment where we know the really right stuff style tripod could be the two vets. But that tripod, when really right stuff came out with their tripod and set the tone, every tripod since then works. And we know the game changers in the sandbags work and we got a design that's easy to deploy. So we can carry a bag. We know we can deploy sure. it, and we got it. That's flushed out. So in a lot of ways, the PRS served the purpose of boiling down all the equipment to where we are today. Because the equipment right now is not really moving. It's It, it plateaued. Sure. It plateaued to a point. Now we're just kind of fine-tuning it. Well, what is fucked right now are the stages and the way it's run, and really the the whole format. So the series served a purpose to to tune our equipment, but now it needs to tune back from the equipment and rejigger to something that's practical again. You know what I mean? Because it's not practical anymore. We've, We've become better shooters and because we've modified the equipment, we've been able to do this. Because let's face it, you could take a pretty good PRS person and hand them a 700P with nothing on it and put them in the same scenario. And some of them aren't going to do as well. Some of them will because they'll, they jump back and forth. But some of the dedicated people don't go out of their zone with their game guns. So if you give them a non-game gun, like a right. hunting style, like a Tika 270, they're not going to do as well because they, they, they then now need to relearn the, the, everything in the 270. Well, if they change some of the stages up now, that would kind of blend back in. 
and they become that more mm-hmm. well-rounded marksman everybody's been talking about. Everybody wants that practical marksman, that well-rounded marksman, that, you know, modern day, whatever you want to call it. The, all the buzzwords we're all talking about are now focusing on practical and well-rounded. So you have the PRS crowd that's now migrating to the hunter crowd because the hunter crowd is working on practicability. You know what I mean? And they're and they're modifying right. the guns a little bit. So now you're seeing that blend work there. Well, what they need to do is take some of the elements of the of the NRL hunter and bring that into the sniper comps rather than bringing the elements of the PRS into the sniper comps. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And that was that was definitely one of my suggestions uh, kind of going forward was like, hey, let's look at the way, you know, the NRL Hunter kind of tackles this. The briefs are super simple, right? Because they're, hey, I mean, you walk up, you have a placard that's stuck to a post and you know, based off of how many targets are on there, you know, which what type of targets they are, what your stage looks like. You know, if it's one target. Mm hmm. On the placard, I know I have one target downrange. I'm shooting for four positions. If it's two targets, I know it's two targets downrange, two positions. If it's four targets, I know I have four targets downrange, one position. And that's it. That's the brief. And honestly, you know, well, and, and then, oh, by the way, there's stakes in the ground that give you your left and right limits on top of that for a safety standpoint. So, like, that's super simple. It gets after specific skill sets. And I, don't, I'm, I mean, I, I think the NRL Hunter might have some problems, too. I'm not here to solve those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody's got a little the, element because we're all trying to play a game. Right. But I said, you know, like, let's look at that for a sniper match because, you know, you know, if a sniper, you know, a true sniper, he's going to get a target package. Right. So target package, placard on the placard on the post. And, and those sound like the same thing to me and one in of some the, ways. And one of the things you know, here's what my target looks like. Now I've got to find that target. Right. One of the things way and I have been talking about, too, and what we're looking at on the target side. One, I always think I think we should be dealing with some element of small, medium and large targets on all of these. You know, at least two, like at a minimum, if your range can't doesn't have the steel, you should have two, a big and a small at least. But anyway. What I want to do and what way, like you're saying, is you have a left and right limit. There's like a pin in the ground and a left and right limit. But also we should be able to shift. So rather than, because right now the way I'm seeing matches in, in, in a lot of the stages is we go straight forward and from this spot we're shooting multiple, like say we're shooting three targets from here. Even like competition dynamics, a two by. Okay, I'm going to shoot three targets from here, and then I'm going to move and shoot three targets from here. Okay, so they know you know you're going to move. But what Chris Way and I have been talking about, and I can't, I have to figure out how you word it or how you demonstrate it so it makes sense in a way, but there's four targets out there. I got a pin in the ground and you're going to come in a trail or you're going to come forward to the pin. But you can't shoot all four from the pin. But allow somebody to move to better their angle on a target. So I, I almost want a target you can see but it's not facing you. That requires you to move to get the best angle. And one of the things that... I'm trying to figure out in my mind how to do 
is make it where maybe the perfect angle is a 10-yard movement. But a better shooter might only have to go three yards to get the shot. And I want right. to put once he gets that oblique shot, he can he can make a hit. Yeah, because he's good enough to get that, and he knows his win call. He's got a sliver of a target, but it's big enough he can get it. Where a lesser shooter has to go the ten yards, a better shooter goes four, and that gives him more opportunity to hit another target. Cause time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the direction my head is going, and Chris and I are talking about to create stages that are more open map, to use a PlayStation term. Right. Right? I want I want to open the map up so you're not right there. And in a way, I don't have to give you directions. I don't want to say move 10 yards to shoot target B. I want you to say engage A, B, C. But you then have to figure out how to do that without and and it not being obvious. Like A's in front of you, B's to the side, C's over on the opposite. So now you're looking at it and you can see A, B, C, but you can't hit A, B, C. And that's the trick I'm trying to solve right yeah. now. Tell me any of the other people are doing that right. for you guys. You know what I mean? That's where my mind goes. Not how to sell the next guy a $50,000 sponsorship. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of the practical yeah. nature yeah. of it. That's going to put our eyes up, our head up. We're going to be problem solving. This is the problem solving in the gaming people are talking about without being contrived in gaming you know it's like oh really you're gonna do that i mean i've done it don't get me wrong i'm all about it but it's like when the answer is like really it's that ah come on man that's lame you know and instead of it you know going eight i don't know I, i anyway that's where my head's at we're hitting on the hour dude yeah yeah let's wrap it up I think we both uh, soapboxed it for long enough. Yeah, yeah, we beat that horse. We beat the horse every time. But, I mean, it is what it is. But you know what? This is what people are doing. This is what we're talking about. And this is kind of the direction where our heads are. I mean, if you think about it, we're out interacting with people. We're out teaching people. We're talking to guys that aren't necessarily in the comp world while at the same time going to these comps and seeing and hearing and discussing what people are doing. They don't want to admit that we're out there doing it anyway. We may not be doing what they're doing. Well, in the, yeah. You know what I mean? Our quality isn't up there in the comp world. Doesn't mean we're not there. Doesn't mean we don't bounce into pony. No, uh, absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing is, you know, we're not just out here, you know, complaining in the comment section. Like, yeah, the comment section's there. But we're trying to action some change and and actually go out there and try to figure out how to advance this stuff and then and then you know put it into action and and uh, you know I think that's 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 the disconnect that a lot of people have too is uh, oh you know you're just complaining it's like well actually no I'm out there I'm doing it you know I'm trying to make a difference 
we're trying to figure out what the best way to do this is. Like I said, I mean, I don't speak for Snipers Unknown. They have their own thing. I wasn't even the match director. I was just kind of on the sidelines for it. And these are some of the things that I saw play out. Having gone to these other matches, you know, we're about to roll into the Guardian team match. You know, there's an Army versus Marine grudge match. I'm already seeing some of the some of the kinks and how that's working out. You know, and, and haven't gone to Mammoth last year and Mammoth a couple of years ago. You know, Mammoth is a great match, but it's a tactical decathlon. It's who can be, who who can survive on three days of running around as fast as they possibly can, and then shooting mediocre. Right. You know, very few people go there and actually shoot good. They're truthfully just trying to survive in the shooting stages because of all the effort they've put into the ruck. And if and that's fine. And I, under, I understand that, but I don't think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people are confused about what all of these things are because we're using the wrong terminology or, you know. And so it's like either let's progress it to what it was meant to be or let's call it what it is. Yeah, re- readjust it and, 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 and just bill it correctly. I mean, it's I don't know. It's it is it is. If if people are having fun, I guess who are we to say? But at the same time, I think they can they can, there's there's. There's missing elements that I think are important. Well, and the, I mean, there is a lot of people having fun, but you know what? There's a whole lot of people that aren't. Right. And you see that every single day. You see that in the comment section. You see that in the reviews that come in from the matches. You see that in the after hours. People aren't happy. I don't think they are. The feedback I get and and why I keep talking about it is because I keep getting the feedback every time I go out and do a class, every day, every, after every weekend, my PMs get blown up of something that people want me to talk about because they know I'm the complaint department and they can't get any traction on the other side. Well, you know, why would they bother texting Shannon they had a bad time? It'll, it'll get dropped and they'll get excuses where they'll text me and they know it'll get blown up and they have a little bit of satisfaction of hearing me rant about it because they know they won't get any satisfaction right. anywhere else. And that's the reason why they keep going. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people will text me and I'll, I'll read it and go, man, just call Shannon about that. That has nothing to do with me and I'm not going to bring that up. You know, it, it might be, mm. you know, there was some shit with that one of the finales with one of the guys, and and I'd heard that Justin dude's a piece of crap, and he said some shit about me, and uh, the Justin guy's a scammer, and you know I had people coming to me, and I didn't say anything at the time, like here this guy's taking all your money and giving you nothing in return, and he won't even put shit paper in the fucking uh, porta johns for you, and when you walk up and ask him for shit paper, you know this piece of crap is telling you go in another one and take it. It's like, dude, you're the match director. Why don't you fucking put some shit paper in there? You know, meanwhile, you're taking the money and buying shit. But that guy's an asshole. And and, and those complaints are the ones that Shannon should be fucking dealing with. Well, that's what happens when you talk shit about me. Um, You, you know what I mean? Those the, <laughs> I had heard that one. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You, they act like I don't hear everything and that they want to go. A guy goes and, and mentions my name and you want to go on a rant about me. It's like, don't fucking throw stones at my house if you're living in a glass one too, dude. You know what I mean? This guy's a fucking tool yeah. tool bag. And and it, it's like he wants to throw fucking stones at me. Dude, I'll fucking dig in. These people forget I was a private investigator back in New York, you know? And 
that I can't figure yeah. out who they are if I want to. And it's like, fuck that guy. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because he deserves well, it. Well, let's wrap it up with yes, something, yes. Uh, no, something that makes people feel good. Um, Hunter course. We're going to yeah. go out and do cameo. We combined. I didn't realize. Let's talk about that really fast, and then I'll end, let you go. We'll give you two mi- one minute on the Hunter course. Um, We're doing that m- mountain Hunter course at cameo. We're going to combine it and do like a Frank and Chris day, Robert's day, then a way day, then a combined day. And it, it we both were picking the same weekend, and we were doing during the week because the weekend was taken. And I didn't realize when Chris Way told me the weekend was taken. I said, well, do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's fine. I didn't realize Roberts had the weekend. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. That's why. That's, that's, and that's why, yeah, that's why I called you because I was like, oh, let's deconflict this a little bit. But I think in the end, it's going to ultimately be a better situation for the students for one, we're going to open it up to more students because there's the three of us than than I would typically yes. on a match or on a class by myself. But also, we're going to be able to deliver more on that product because of the th- the three different viewpoints. We're, we're we um, we figured and, out and so how we're to hybrid do a combined it. course on that. Yes, we figured out how yeah. to hybrid this in a really seamless way. I've done it with uh, way. I've worked it in with way. And because I've worked with Roberts, I know we can blend this in the same way. And so the blend of the CR2, Sniper's Hide, and Riflecraft, I think, is the model going forward. Where you hammer them on the fundamentals, you get them to a baseline. You get everybody to a a similar point. Then you go into the Riflecraft USA, and you identify these weaknesses and then you take the, the the experience of the three of us and you start hammering those weaknesses as they're needed so i'm working with right. one guy i'm working right. with my guy that needs me you're working with the guy that needs you and chris is working with the guy that needs him and then it moves right and we're doing this now yeah well and we're doing this one so that you know, maybe we should clarify. This really isn't a PR one course. So if you need to come to learn how to shoot from the first time, this isn't a course. No, for not you. a basic. You should but have. have what we're done doing a, is we're right, right. But we're doing this and we're doing this at cameos so we can get that mountain effect. Because you know we had that in the last class. We had a whole bunch of guys. They've been to classes. They've been shooting competitions. Whatever their their background was, but now they're like, "Hey, I'm going to go on a hunt in Tajikistan for Marco Polo. I need to learn how to adapt my skill set to this mountain environment." Yes, and and that's what I think this course is going to be really cool about. Is not only are we doing what you just said, we're also adapting it to a whole new environment that most people don't get to shoot in, or when they do get to shoot in it, it's time to nut up or shut up. Well, that's, and you can't make mistakes at that point in time. Well, and that's going to let us do everything we just talked about for the last hour. That's going to allow us to put you in field right. scenarios and run you through on Sunday these different scenarios that are going to move you up the hill under time, that are going to put some stress on you to go shoot those targets and just see what the difference is between walking three steps and putting a rifle down on a rock and shooting it and walking 25 yards or running 25 yards to it and putting it down and shooting it. There's a difference. 
Right. So right. sign up with CR2. Yeah, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's March tenth, uh, eleventh, and twelfth, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, you can find that on the CR2 page. You can find this. You can find information about it on the hide. I think Riflecraft has some information about it. Also, it's going to be really cool. And we've already got a lot of feedback. So just just so you know, we've already had a handful of signups. On top of the handful of signups that are already there, just since the announcement a couple of days ago that we were combining it. Oh, absolutely! This is going to be a big class, man. It's going to be a good one. And and honest. We've boiled down the stuff with uh, uh, Way and I. I'm I'm so happy we're where it is right now and combining it with what you guys do and all three of us working together. I think it's going to be one of the best classes of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. All right, go do your it's thing. It's going to be one of the most beautiful places to shoot, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Big time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for putting up with our rants. We love it. It's fun. It makes us laugh. All right, guys. Talk to you later, Chris. Yeah.